Welcome to the Directors UK podcast. This episode comes from our September screening of Fosama, where we spoke to directors Ward Al-Khatib and Edward Watts. In a wide-ranging discussion, Ward and Edward spoke to Tom Roberts about structuring the documentary, finding hope amongst the devastation, and their plans for the film going forward. We hope you enjoy this episode. And the emotional experience of finishing it, was it a chapter uh, completed, uh, a book closed, or, or is this process of, of, of taking it out to an audience and, and so forth, is that part of the healing process for you? Uh, like part of it was healing and part of it was more being tortured. <laughs> but we, uh, I really, we really, I felt that I could have did it because we finished around 10 times and we come back again to do like what we thought that, no, no, this is not what we want. So we've tried really many, many versions and many things to do. And, and every time I felt, yeah, now we finish. And then I, okay, still a little bit and then we finish. So I feel like, okay, it's okay. It's worth to continue what I'm feeling now to, to that perfect ending. And then we come back again. So it's two years of just feeling that we will finish soon. <laughs> Are you gonna go back again or is this no, it? No, this is the end. <laughs> Now, I understand one of the versions, at least, was very, very different than the one you have here. And and what was that transition? Um, Well, there was a big, I mean, that was a long, hard-worked version, um, but it had all sorts of different qualities to it. It had a talking head interview with WAD, WAD responding to our own footage. Um, But we had uh, an incredible sort of moment of epiphany, I guess, where we did a test screening with some friends and family, um, got some really important feedback from them, partly about the level of the violence that was in the previous version. It was even tougher than the one you've seen tonight, if you can believe that. Um, and also the concept of Forsama uh, came to us and just the desire to just live as Wad through the film. And that was the revelation that transformed it. But I felt like that version, without r- um, like finishing that version, we will never have this one which is it took us really maybe one year to understand each other first and to understand the material. And even if it's my story, but I felt that I need, because we just left Aleppo. We were, um, I was very emotional and very feeling shocked w- with what happened. So one year it took me really to understand like the material that I have and what I went through. And even the interview was very good to let me speak from the beginning to the end. So if you ask me about the story like two years ago, I can't really tell you something very specific or very clear. While just one year was very good yeah. for us to, to get to that point. And without finding that point, we will never have this one. I was thinking we did the interview just around the corner, like right at the start of the process where we barely knew each other. We turned a room in the Oxo Tower into a kind of what looked like a medical point in Aleppo. And we sat for five days in the dark with just talking. And a lot of that, original transcript then guided this because that was when like a lot of uh, testimony was raw and one important point about the test screening which is no one of the our friends or family give us any feedback to take the uh, interview out and no one really give us give us something to change everything in this way And that's why when we came to our... They were shocked. (laughs) When we we came to our executive producer with the idea, they were like, why you are doing this? No one even suggests something like this. And we were like, no, no, we we feel comfortable to try this. 
and then we, we would do it. <laughs> now, now, if I understand it right, and, and perhaps it's not correct, you haven't actually finished a film before in the sense of, of this kind, that you were, you were recording, you were supplying information. A lot of the images, I don't know if it's most of the images that came out of the level at the time, were a result of you and your team? Like what, what we, I sent out of Aleppo, it's less than 10 minutes, uh, eight minutes in this film. Mm-hmm. Just the on everything else was just something new, mm-hmm. and even Channel Four News, who were working m- with me at the 2016, they were shocked of this material, because I was sending like specific stories just about the news, and I know what I'm sending them for what. But everything mm-hmm. I was trying to do here was for, I I don't have a really plan for what I will do with this material. And what did you discover about yourself and your life when you were cutting it? Presumably there was a hell of a journey of discovery in the cutting room as you reinterpreted or reexamined the material that you, mu- I would assume you would have grown a great deal, at least in understanding. Yeah, it's more about, um, more understanding about how I did this more than anything else. Because when you when I was there, I was really aware of everything, why I'm shooting this and why this is really important. But it was more about, I couldn't understand how I did this when I was there. Now I can understand that this is really something out of my expectation about how I will use this. But I was so happy that in one second when we sat and we knew that, okay, this is the film that will be, I was so shocked that I really did the right things in many places. Would you be surprised if I said that uh, I found the film very hopeful? Uh, it's very hopeful, and it's, it's now. Yeah, I am very hopeful in this. I'm like my feeling toward the story now that I'm so strong, and what we did was something very important. And and everyone, not just me, who lived through this experience, and they are all proud of what we went through, and we were really wanted to stay, not just to the end. We w- we went to stay. We didn't want to leave, and I'm still feeling this strength until now, and. Maybe I'm not good uh, enough, but um, if I want to really say again, and I say it in the film, uh, I don't regret anything, and I'm ser- really so happy for that. Well, well, none of us, none of us are good enough, that's for sure. But at the same time, um, I mean, there, there, there's something very deep and profound. And me- there's meaning in your life, a meaningless experience that is impossible for for me to talk about I think for other people to articulate I think it, it, there is something that just tells us about the very best in humanity and in people in the worst of all worlds that's exactly it and I think that was a big thing for me learning about wad actually and coming to understand wad's story was understanding what you've just said that there was something so deep and eternal in it which was so relevant to all of us you know no matter what our struggle is in the world that there's something about this is the journey if you want to make the world better for your kids this is the kind of courage this is the humanity this is the hope that you're going to have to hold in your heart and in that sense like uh she always feels strange when i talk about this but it's like it's like theirs is an epic tale it's almost like a homerian epic for our time i wouldn't i wouldn't use the i wouldn't say almost yeah, um, thank you. I'm just being British. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, w- I'm sure you have questions. There's other, who would like to? Hello. Um, fantastic film. Obviously, it's amazing, and it, it is something that is life-affirming in lots of ways, but tragic in in others. I just wanted to ask you, how did you get involved 
in this and when did you get involved? What, what led you to take part in this? Um, you please. He always tried to create a story. <laughs> First, there's no story of how we met. Yes. Yeah, we always say there should be some great story about, like, I met her in a bar in Istanbul in a pile of hard drives. But I was so passionate about Syria from the beginning because I felt, I was a historian, I studied history at university, and I felt what was happening in Syria from minute one where you saw educated people like Wad and Hamza peacefully protesting for basic rights and being met with this medieval barbarity that something very significant for humanity was happening and I wanted to tell uh, make a film about that and about people like them but because of what happened with ISIS and because it was so hard to go into Syria like all my previous efforts were frustrated I tried to write a script it wasn't any good I went to the border that didn't work and I tried to make something else and that ended up being about ISIS and so when and but no one knew that Wad had all this archive until she was forced to flee so when she came to London and met some of our colleagues and was like look what I've got you know, this vast, incredible archive. Um, but as you said, she hadn't made a long-form doc before and it was all still so raw. They were looking for someone who could support her and collaborate with her to tell that story in the best way. And I think they, they chose me to shut me up, basically, about Syria. Uh, it seems to me that, that, uh, that a lot of it is what you would call home movies, really. Uh, I'm wondering why you shot a lot of the material because um, uh, unless you had the vision that you wanted to make a film like this. I think what you've said that you didn't really have that vision at this point. So you were really shooting it literally like people go to the park on the weekend and film their kids or birthday parties or weddings. A lot of the material has that feel. Like I was believed that it will be a film or something, but not me. <laughs> I was like really 100% sure that I would be killed. And if not me, I will not, like, no one who lived that situation who think about the future or tomorrow as our own plan. But always I was like, okay, I'm so amazed on the, with this life. I'm feeling that this is something not normal in that situation. All these great people who's doing amazing work and even the great relationship who start building in this area. I felt that all these things need to be out in one way or another, but I didn't expect at all that I will be the one who's doing this film. So I was like really shooting to make one director one day <laughs> will be like comfortable as much as he can to like ch choose some uh, picture or so some scene in different angles <laughs> and different ways. But I was really like shocked when we were like survive and now like I'm sure I, I need to do this as a film, but I don't know how, I don't know anything and I don't have any experience before. And that was really like was great two years of learning from each other and from learning from experience. And it was just really something uh, like hard, but it was so good for me to, to do this. I was just going to say, Wad is such a born documentary filmmaker, just in the purest sense of just documenting all the detail of life. Like my favorite scene that I always bring up is this scene of her peeling aubergines. You know, where it's like three hours of her peeling aubergines, and we watched it like very <laughs> closely because she was you like, "You didn't watch all the rushes." We you? were watching it because she was like, it, "Something, I, something interesting happens here," and it was like a phone call with her dad or something, <laughs> or like and there was, was a noise yeah. in the background. And I um, was next to him saying, like he was saying, "Yeah." Then what happened? I said, "Like wait, wait, there's something <laughs> so exciting will happen." <laughs> so he watched as I watched it. So, yeah. Yeah. so that she had that incredible instinct, I think, which is what. Makes the film so good. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I thought it was an amazing film. Thank you very much. Um, just a quick question. Where did the idea to kind of, um, I guess, structure the film as a letter come from? Um, it's an interesting one. I, I think the the way that we look at it is like, uh, especially in documentary, I think the film often knows what it wants to be. And as a document, when you have all those rushes, part of your job is really to try and listen to the quality of the material and tune into it so that it comes to its best form. And I think that's what we felt, because as Wad said, like we started off with a chronological approach, you know, just to kind of map the story out. But then when we went through this moment of really thinking about it in detail, and you just really dwelt on the rushes and on the feeling of them, so much of them had that sensation in the home movie quality of a conversation between like Wad and Sama, basically, and that somehow it was all relevant to children and what the future was and this difficult decision relating to them. And so it was just literally like a kind of, almost like an epiphany that just suddenly unlocked. It was like, yeah, it should be for Sama. And and like, I think I said that to her. I was like, you know, it should be for Sama. And she was like, yeah, you know, it's for Sama. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. And I, and I was like, no, 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 but like for Sam, <laughs> we had this moment in the cafe. Yeah, no, it's for Sam. Of course, it's for. <laughs> yeah, of course, it's for Sam. It's like yeah, yeah, but it's actually for Sam. And um, <laughs> and then we called up Hamza. That was the best moment. We called up Hamza. Hamza is a very sterical man, as you've seen. And, and like Wad was like, oh, we've had this idea. You know, we're going to call it for Sam and do it as a letter. And Hamza started crying. <laughs> we were like, okay, <laughs> we got it at last. I think what you say about finding the film, particularly in documentary, uh, uh, and you reach a stage in the cutting room, if you have a successful film, it actually starts talking to you and you have to listen to it and its rhythms and so forth. And you, uh, you, know, you think of what the next sequence is going to be and then you just pause and you listen to it and you go, no, that's not the next sequence because it won't, doesn't want it to be the next sequence. Um, and the test, curiously, is I think that uh, I can't imagine the film being cut in another way. Uh, I can't yeah. imagine We that. do. I'm we so tried overwhelmed everything. by it that <laughs> there isn't... There Trust isn't us. Like no at, way. At, 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 We've at, tried everything. No, no, I mean, but I mean, frankly, too many times you think, oh, my God, they should have put the end at the beginning. Oh, my God, you know. I, I just... I'm, over, I'm overwhelmed, like I'm sure everyone else in the room. Do we have, have some more questions? I was just going to say, follow up to that. You know, when we did get the idea, like I didn't sleep for two weeks because it was almost like the film was just there going like this and then that was Do supposed to go there. And Do it, it was like, you know, it was like a, it was a puzzle, like a puzzle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just suddenly the force of it was like flowing through. And um, yeah. How did you work together in the, in the edit? I mean, how did that work? Were you t there together every day? And how long did it take you? It's long conversation, night, nightmare, really. <laughs> it, was <laughs> it was more about, really, he's like, for me, he's the British director, you know, and he wants to. And for me, she's <laughs> the Syrian insider. <laughs> so we were really, like, fighting every frame and every voiceover and every music and every, like, everything, really. <laughs> every word, <laughs> yeah. And sometimes every I was like, I give up for this ticket, but you will give me that one. He was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and our poor editors, you know, they were like the negotiate. They should go and like negotiate the new start treaty or something because they were just in the middle trying to balance these two uh, quite forceful opinions. Yeah, but at the end we were really like, at the beginning there was really serious fighting. <laughs> at the end it was really like very funny conversation about, yeah, we will do this and this. And I really 
grateful for this. Thank you. Because I was really sorry, so worried about before even we met. Like they will brought me a, another director, which is will start like say, oh, I have that experience, and that's what we will do, and that's it. The end of the story. While really working with him with two years was really a joy, <laughs> even if it's some hard <laughs> moment. The but end. it was really very nice cooperation between each other. And he gave me all the space to explain myself and every time. And sometimes even if he said like, no, this is what we want. And I was like, I can't see it in this way. So he was like, yeah, I will be one step back and this is what we will do. And, so and, I was ready. And, and who, ar who arranged this marriage? Channel 4, really. Channel 4. Yeah, Channel well, 4. In the Channel 4 News or uh, Channel 4 Docs? Channel 4 Docs. Well, actually came out of TV. So Siobhan Sinerton is someone yeah. from Channel 4 Current Affairs who uh -huh. is an old friend of mine. And she was the one who I'd been talking to about Syria for all those years. So um, when Channel 4 News said, WAD's got all this amazing stuff, uh, she was the one who put me forward. Right. But I should just say from my side as well, it was just such an honor and a privilege as a doc maker to be able to work so intimately over such a long period of time with the person who shot the stuff, the person who'd lived through it, the person who was at the heart of the film. It was that collaboration doesn't often, in all my docs, I've never had that opportunity before. Mm. You kind of go in and you try and spend as much time as you can, but then eventually you do separate. And I think that's the film is as strong as it is because we had such a robust collaboration and friendship so that the film can work for an audience here, but it can also work for Syrian people as well. And, um, yeah, and this yeah. is one of the things which concerned me a lot during doing this because, okay, we are now in the UK, we're editing our material and our story, but it's all by foreign people. So how I will make this story really acceptable for people who lived through the, this experience. So I was really worried about, even if I see that this is really nice and this is really good and that's present me as what, but I'm not sure if the people who were in, in, in the film, they will see the same things. And I was really, really, I did one screening before we published the film for Salem Afra and some of the people uh, in the film. And I was like, it was the most terrifying I'm <laughs> sure. training. And I'm sure everyone and here and, and they And they yeah. were very happy. They, like they said yeah. literally, like, this is our story all. Yeah. And yeah. I was like really crying, calling him, yeah, like, him like, we did it. That's it. Like, we, we don't want to change anything because if they feel that this is our story, so that's well, it. Well, you fall in love with the two of them. In fact, the whole family. Uh, I mean, this is a compliment, uh, Edward, but I would say you can't see yourself, can't see you in the film. Perfect. Uh, at all. Uh, and... I mean, I was, as we all know, we all when you work with a really top editor, you, you don't see the editor's work. You see the camera, you see the camera work, and and you, and you hear the uh, the composer, um, and maybe the colorist and so forth. But a really top editor will be so good that that you can't see them. And I would say, we can't see you in the film at all. It well, feels completely internal. That's exactly how it should be. Yeah. I think that's it because the and that was also one of the big shifts between the first one first big version and the second version mm -hmm. was that by doing it this way you you basically become wad <laughs> and you are you're literally seeing wad's hand shoot out where your hand should be it's almost like mm -hmm. vr or something mm -hmm. and you're hearing her thoughts and in her dilemma and i think that is the power of it i think that's why people are emotionally responding to it because they're literally entering that space and living through those decisions and that is uh, its force and I will add just one small thing and really <laughs> sorry. Don't be mean. 
No, but it's really, th some directors, which is, they are out of a place, and when they are coming to do a film or co collaborating with some people to do the film, they always try to be, like, appear in one way or another, and especially about Syrian film, which I've seen every film was, and even behind the scenes of the film itself, even in the uh, messages of the film or uh, the press that it's going on, always they're trying to say, like, we were, or we risked, we risked our life, or we've tried to, in many, many places, while this person, which is really, with the time, um, at the beginning, I was so worried about him, really. Not just Ed, but anyone who will be <laughs> in his place. I was so Shady. terrifying, because I, kn I knew many of my friends who were like shooting things for years, and suddenly the film was out with yeah. someone else, with like without their voices, without even their permission of this. And I was so really like from their experience, I was I don't want that to happen with my story, and especially with all this personal material. And I'm so happy really when you said now this that he's not presenting in any place because it's something really. Thank you very much. That's my honor. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, like it, it was a compliment. Um, there was a question over here. Yes, I think I would say that it's such a humbling film to see. I mean, it's sort of shocked me and broke me up throughout the evening. What's your hope for the film now? Um, now you've made it, where do you want it to go and how do you want to change things? Uh, we went to many places around the world and we continuing to show the film in many cinemas. We have, uh, we had one release in America, Limit One, and we have now, we did uh, London one two weeks ago or a few weeks ago, and we have next week France re French release, and we continuing with many places around the world, and we going to that cinema. That's kind of awards things. But it's more about, we're trying to shift that line from all this, usually what films go through, to start build our impact campaign, and think about the main message of the film, why we did it, and why Personally, I was survived. So uh, the main message of what we're trying to do is stop bombing hospitals. And for this, we carried one sign in Cannes on the red carpet about stop bombing hospitals. We had one screening in the UN. We have a uh, coming one in the parliament here. We're going to the Congress. And we're trying to build a website about actions so people can deal with this and try to react, react with the film. And really the main things and the main message that I want to reach is about an urgent action for what's going on right now in Syria. Because when I when I was doing the film, I knew how it's important for me personally. And I knew that this is something will save the narrative of Syria and will do like some awareness. But what I was shocked that I don't I didn't expect that three years later I will be sitting here telling you this story and saying that this is still happening. I've never thought that, like all the disparate that happened at the beginning was because what happened with us, but now I can see like this is still happening. So what we need really like to, to make a change and the film is not just a film for people to watch and enjoy or be sad, it's more about make an action. And that's what we are trying to focus on right now. You're probably aware of the last province is Idlib, and I think there have been, what, 35 hospitals bombed already? 57. 57 has gone up, yeah. 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 And I think one of the things that we're also, you know, the film is just such a, it's, it smashes through 
how people have perceived Syria for so long. You know that Syrians are all like it's all terrorism, and you know it's all in the context of this refugee crisis. And I think my personal thing, I'm going to do this one, which Wad always laughs me about. But like one day, people look at Syria in the way they look at the Spanish Civil War. You know, as something that was so significant for all of our histories and our failure to recognise how much we had at stake in the Syrian people's struggle has meant that we've emboldened tyrants and, you know, essentially seen the disintegration of all these values that supposedly held, kept our world safe. And what I hope this film does is it makes people realise their common humanity that they have with people in Syria, how much we share in terms of sense of humour, in terms of what we're all struggling for, and that if we can make that connection, then, as Wad says, people will start to have the motivation that we do need to act, that this isn't happening to people over there and we're okay behind our wall, nice <coughs> and safe. Um, that's the kind of like deep thing that we're trying to feed into. And maybe this is the right place to say this, but all of you has a great experience and great skills. So please, anyone, there's thousands of stories which need to be told out. And I will not say it's just about Syria, but there's many places around the world like Yemen or Libya or Tunisia. And there's a lot of stories which is really the, the people who live this story being like killed and no one will hear the story anymore. While if we just like search more, there's thousands of great stories which really need people like you to look for and do. So please, anyone do anything related to that will be more than appreciated, please. Yeah, exactly. And I think, uh, you know, it's so good that you said the film is hopeful because that was so much the spirit of Wad and Hamza as human beings and the spirit in the footage. And I think talking to like my brother and sister directors, you know, we need, we have a responsibility, I think, in our films to show the truth of human beings, which is that side as well. It's so easy to go dark. You know, human beings are kind of unredeemed and they always go bad and it's always dark. But in my experience in conflict zones, that's not the truth. You know, actually people astonish you with their humanity and their courage. And I think we as the storytellers, we have a responsibility to start telling stories that make us believe in ourselves again. Because then, like, we can start turning the needle back from all the bad things that are engulfing us at the mm. moment. Very quick things. We have, li like, the main war now in Syria, it's about the narrative war and the propaganda that Russian and Assad regime is trying to do. So really, doing any story, small or big, or whatever it, it was about, like, we are documenting this part of the history, which is very, very confusing for, for many people. And maybe confusing for you or for us in one place or another. But this is all a very important things to fight this propaganda and try to save that history and th save that truth of, of the people. So you hear that, get out there and do your job, I think <laughs> is what uh, the message is. Uh, I'm not going to have the last word. Any more questions? It was a very inspiring and brave uh, story. I'm very interested, is there any uh, follow-up you've got planned for this? Um, or what's next for you, if not? I had many small stories which I really would love to to tell more about the the experience of Aleppo and maybe other people and other families which I followed and I was very insist about some story and he didn't want to put it and then I was convinced by this so there's really many many things but maybe going to something else out of the documentary itself for next project which is 
hopefully we have some offers from many many people and i'm really thinking about a serious things for next one which is could be also helping the impact campaign to continue and maybe now it's about an urgent action and i'm not that optimistic that will happen but hopefully it will happen so we will like do the impact campaign about something else about the truth of what happened or the safety narrative but we're still like thinking about many options edward any final thoughts oh, so many <laughs> um no, just please spread the word about the film. As Wad says, we are uh, launching the impact campaign, hopefully in a matter of weeks. You know, it's the old social media shindig for Sama Film. Um, but people listen to you guys in the room. You know, uh, we just want as many people to see the film as possible, to re-engage. Like one of the things was when we were making it during the process, so many people said, oh, everyone's, no one's going to watch this. No one is going to want to see this because everyone's so tired of Syria and they're bored of it. And I think that's another thing that's given us hope is seeing the audience reaction and seeing people engage when they have a story that they can hold on to and engage with. And so just if you can help us spread the word, we'd appreciate it. Okay, there you go. You've got your job. <laughs> anyway, listen, thank you. Well, not just for coming tonight. It, um, I won't forget this film for a very, very long time and I'm deeply moved by it and I think I speak for everyone else in that sense. So, it, 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 thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.